You're listening to the Good Christian Podcast. We're not saying that we're always good Christians, but this is always a good podcast for Christians to listen to. I am your host, Alex Sanfilippo. Welcome back, everybody, and happy Easter. I am actually recording this on Easter Sunday, and I'll let the episode on just a few hours here for everyone to hear. I hope that you've had a great weekend, got to spend some time with family, and ultimately remembered why we celebrate Easter. For me, this was actually the first time I had been back to church in a really long time. Uh, there haven't been as many service options, so that's one of the main reasons and factors there. My, my work schedule has not been conducive to going to church uh, at the times that have been available. So for me, it was the first time in a while that I've been at church. And it kind of brought up a topic that isn't really related to this season that we're in, although I do think the most important thing for us to really remember right now and be thinking about is is Jesus and the sacrifice that he made, that he died to set us all free and rose to to really bring us to the Father. And what a beautiful thing that is. So going to service today was just a great remembrance of that. And something that I will always cherish every year. This is important for us to remember and thank Jesus and, and God, the Holy Spirit, for the sacrifice that was made for each and every one of us. We wouldn't be able to live the lives that we live. We wouldn't be able to have the faith that we have if it weren't for that action. And it's something that's so important for us to remember. And being at church today, like I said, this will actually not be on that main topic there. But as I was at church today, I realized that I hadn't been there in a while. And in some ways, I've jumped into what I'll call autopilot. And I'm going to quickly jump into how we can take our lives off autopilot and get back in control of what's happening in our lives, especially in our faith with God. So to give a little backstory, I'm going to talk about the autopilot that everyone's familiar with, and that is the autopilot in an airplane. It was actually in 1914, a guy named Lawrence Sperry uh, demonstrated the first form of autopilot on an airplane. And at that point, it just revolutionized the entire cockpit of the time, and it's it made history instantly. And yes, I have a background in aerospace, so I, I geek out on this stuff a little bit more than most people probably do. But if you fast forward to today, so again, that was over 100 years ago at this point. And now if you look at autopilot, pilots don't even land the planes anymore. They don't take off the planes. That's all done by computers at this point, which is kind of crazy. Uh, tell my pilot friends out there, maybe you guys got to explain what you're all doing up there. I'm not exactly sure. I guess I am thankful there's someone there in case something goes wrong, right? That we have somebody there. But regardless, autopilot is a great function on an aircraft. It gets everyone from A to B without any trouble along the way in the simplest way possible and most efficient way possible as well. So something that we're really thankful for. Now, I've actually realized that in our lives, we have our own form of autopilot as humans. And it's not as positive as the autopilot that's found in an airplane. And let me explain to you what I mean by this. Do you ever realize that sometimes you go through a week or a day or a month or a year where you're kind of like, wow, how did I get here? And it's because we haven't been intentional with that time, perhaps. But we just sometimes realize that like, wow, I'm just kind of going through life and and I'm not really sure what has meaning, what doesn't, these type of things. And what I've realized is that it's because we're not taking control. We've just allowed ourselves to sit on autopilot. And when I sat down to reflect on this, I thought about, okay, what is the cause of the autopilot of humanity, if you will? What are we programmed by? And I found a combination of three separate things. One, influences. Two, comfort. And three, an obsession of the future. And all three of these things together, this, this combination is deadly and it does not head us in a positive direction. Instead, it takes us from where we are today to eventually the grave with possibly the least fun 
or experienced life that you can possibly have. So I really want to talk about this because I think that it's very, very important that we take control of our lives once again. So to, to dive into those three things, and then I'll get into the ways we can begin taking control again, but to dive into the three things that really put us on this autopilot course, if you will, uh, destined for something less than greatness, uh, the first of which I mentioned was influences. So this is the first way that our, our really autopilot kicks in, if you will. This is what really jolts it into, into being. And it's things like TV, social media, uh, the news, politics, entertainment, gossip, following trends, never experiencing FOMO, right? Like we want to be on our phones all the time to make sure we're not missing anything. There's a lot of people that really struggle with that. They will just scroll through just to make sure they're not missing anything that's happening. And doing this and just relying our lives on these influences, the things and the people that we've trusted to lead us has put us in this form of autopilot, which is very dangerous. There's very little that's actually positive in these places or that's going to cause you to have a real life experience. Even if you miss out on something, it doesn't mean it hurt the experience that you did have. And so for all of us, we have to be thinking about, okay, what are these influences in our lives? Are any of them leading us closer to Jesus? Are any of them leading me closer to a fulfilled life? We have to really start thinking about that. So that first point there is influences. The second is comfort. And over this last year, sure, uh, I'm doing air quotes here, it's been an uncomfortable year for many of us during COVID and things like that, but we really embraced comfort more than we ever have before. And what I mean by comfort is, I mean, not leaving the couch anymore or not challenging anything in our lives or trying to push the limit too far, right? It's just a tough year. We're just going to take it easy. We're just going to relax. There was a lot of things that were said like that, and I'm not dogging that. If that's something you decide that you need to do for your life, great. But being comfortable is very dangerous. And I've talked about this before. I call it the illusion of comfort. Our brains tell us and our bodies tell us as well that like, hey, they need to be comfortable. You worked out three days ago. You need to take it easy. You ate really healthy the other day. You need to do whatever you want to do today. So our mind tells us these things and it craves it. But the truth is nothing kills you faster. This is, there's science behind this. Nothing kills you faster than being comfortable. If you are always comfortable and you're never pushing yourself, you are speeding up the process of your body deteriorating and your mind deteriorating. You have to be as uncomfortable as you possibly can all the time. You'll realize the people that are the sharpest in the world that you run into, they very rarely skip a day working out. They very rarely eat anything that they shouldn't eat. They very rarely sit in front of a TV. They're always doing something that is pushing their comfort limit. And for me, I'm not always the best at this because being comfortable is great, right? Again, our minds lie to us and tell us that it needs to be comfortable. Our bodies say the same thing and it's exact opposite. But when it's telling us that, we have to fight that. And something that I've done to do that is simply, I write this down on a piece of paper every day. What's one thing I can do today to get out of my comfort zone? What is one thing I can do today to get out of my comfort zone? And I encourage you to do that same thing. Figure out one thing. If it's workout today because you don't like to work out, then do it. But get yourself out of your comfort zone because the world tells us more and more to never shame yourself for being the way you are. Be you. Do what you want. Do what feels right. All these things lead back to comfort. And then again, they go back to that idea of the influences in our life. They're telling us these things. Both those things together are giving you a poisoned mind and killing you a lot faster. I hope that you're enjoying this episode so far, by the way. I've not said very many positive things, but I promise we're going to get there. Uh, Number three, this third reason that we get into autopilot and this thing that has us on a collision course, if you will, is the obsession of the future. How many times have you said or thought, what's next, or I can't wait for, or "Mm, that's coming up really soon, that's going to be great, or here's what's next, here's this, here's that. All these things that we talk about are things in the future. And perhaps it's even just tomorrow or this weekend or next weekend or next month. And, or I'm in Florida. So maybe when it's when the weather gets warmer, right? Cause it's cold again today. Maybe it's these things that we keep on saying, but this 
obsession of the future is what causes you one day to be sitting on a deathbed or in your old age and say, where did the time go? What happened with my time? Where was it? It's because instead of living for today and doing something with today, we're always looking at the future. We're always looking at the next day. And the strangest part about it is when we get to that day and that's actually now happening in this moment, we think to the next thing instead of where we are. And part of that is our programming as humans. And we've been further programmed as the world progresses in technology to always be thinking ahead instead of necessarily where we are. But if we can learn to start focusing on today, we're going to do a lot better in our lives. Enjoy today. Live today for God. Don't focus on tomorrow or next Sunday or whatever it might be. Say, what can I do today to serve God, to serve the world, to live my life at the fullest today? So here's the thing. If we continue to allow ourselves to follow this, this comfort this obsession of the future, these influences, if we keep on going in this direction, we are going to follow ourselves all the way to the grave. And I know, again, that sounds crazy, but it, the, the way the world says this is, hey, uh, go, to go to high school, finish high school, go to college, graduate, find a career, get married, buy a house, get a dog, have kids, get a new car, get another dog, get promoted, get him raised, have grandkids, retire, move to Florida, then die. And again, I know super morbid, right? But that is the, the flow, the direction of autopilot that happens in the world today. There's nothing about Jesus in that. There's nothing about enjoying your life. It's, hey, you need to take the next step because that's what we do in this life. And that doesn't sound good, right? Like nothing I've shared sounds good to anybody. Like when you pull yourself out of your life and think about it and reflect, you're like, oh, that doesn't sound like what I want for my life. And as a matter of fact, it shouldn't be. And also, it isn't what God wants for your life. God has more planned for you, but you have to be willing to step into what God has for you. So now I'm going to dive into the solution. This is going to be fairly quick, but it's really important that we kind of get this idea that, you know what? Being on autopilot is not healthy for us. So what can we do with this? The solution to the world's plan for you, which is that autopilot, the solution is challenging the status quo. There's a quote that I love by Neil Donald Walsh, and it, it really speaks to this point. And he says that life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. Life begins at the edge of your comfort zone. Although our autopilot begins with our influences, getting out of it begins with us removing ourselves from our comfort zone. If you're comfortable, again, you cannot challenge the status quo. You have to be willing to get uncomfortable. Remember, comfort is an illusion in every shape and form. Being comfortable is rarely good for you ever. There might be some doctors on here who listen to this and I've had some reach out to me and saying some of the stuff I'm saying doesn't make a lot of sense. But here's the thing. If you dive into the science, you devote your life to it, you'll find what I'm saying to be 100% true and accurate. So the first thing you have to do is you have to challenge the status quo. Sin thrives when you're an autopilot. Going back to this whole idea, sin will thrive when you stay in this comfort zone, when you don't challenge anything. I don't know if you've noticed, but turn on the TV for just five minutes, you'll realize we are in an increasingly godless, immoral world. It is growing more and more that way. And more and more, the, the, what's fed to you is stick with the influences that you like, continue doing what makes you feel comfortable, and don't challenge the status quo. Stay in line is what you're being told to do. Again, super dangerous. So you need to decide, I'm going to challenge the status quo. The Bible says in Romans 12, verse 2, do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The first thing we have to do to do this is make sure that we have a godly perspective. We're not challenging the status quo just to be an outlier or to do something different in the world, although that's not a bad thing. That's the people that are the most successful. They're the ones that have done that. But really, we need to do this by making sure that we are following Jesus. We are challenging the status quo for God. So here we are, four quick ways to challenge the status quo I encourage you to take some notes on this because I'm going to go through them real quick, but they're really powerful points. 
Number one is to cancel cable and remove social media from your phone or at least limit the time you're allowed to do it. There's all types of apps that'll help you do that. I think you can even do it directly on some of these smartphones now. We'll have ways that you can restrict the amount of time you're able to use these things. Be intentional with how your influence is the point here. Cancel that cable, get rid of social media on your phone, look at it just at set times, not all the time, not every day. I look at my social media once a week and I don't have cable. And I'm not trying to claim like, oh, wow, Alex, like he's, be- he's better than everyone else, right? Like not at all. I've done this because I want to be very intentional with where my influence is coming from and what I'm doing. Because here's the thing, I'm going to repeat what I hear, what I see, what, like any of those things. Like if I'm hearing or seeing it, I'm probably going to repeat it at some point. So I have to make sure that I'm really intentional with those, those influences, what's pouring into my life. So that's the first thing. Make sure that you're canceling cable, removing social media from your phone. Number two, the second way to challenge the status quo is to do something that makes you uncomfortable every single day. I talked about this a little while ago in this episode, but we have to be proactive with our lives instead of reactive, instead of reacting to things like, yeah, uncomfortable situations happen, but usually we just react to them. What I'm talking about doing is being proactive, going after them, making the decision that today I'm going to get uncomfortable and and do something that matters, whether that's share Jesus with somebody, talk to somebody you haven't talked to in years that's in your family that you know you should have a relationship with, go do a simple workout outside, even though it's hot and uncomfortable. Do that. When you stretch yourself like this, you pull yourself further from this autopilot and you're challenging the status quo of what people say is the norm versus not the norm. The third thing, the third way to challenge the status quo is to get back to the basics with God. I actually have been watching a YouTube video on repeat from my friend Clayton Baird. Uh, back to the basics is what it's called. And he's just talking about getting in the word, getting in prayer, fasting. The things that the Bible says is, is Christianity 101, following Jesus 101. I have a link to that in the episode notes. So make sure that you go find that. That, that, uh, that message by Clay Baird, I'm telling you, you'll watch it on repeat just like I have been. But get back to the basics with God. If you want to challenge the status quo, stop following the world and start following God instead. And that's going to make a huge difference by itself. And now the fourth and final way to challenge the status quo, don't do it alone. We need accountability. We need close friendships in our lives. I've written on this topic before. I've spoken on this topic before. Again, I have links to this in the show notes, so make sure that you're going and grabbing those and looking at those resources. But we have to be with people. God did not make us to be alone. And I know this last year of everyone's lives has been tough for that. Like We've been alone a lot. But I am telling you, if you want to challenge the status quo, doing that by yourself is nearly impossible. I'm not questioning whether Jesus could have done it on his own. I know he could have, but that guy had three really close people to him, 12 that were also very close, and then 70, and and even more than that. Jesus surrounded himself with people because if you're going to challenge the status quo, you need a team. You need somebody in your corner to help you along. Jesus modeled that his life even though he didn't need it, but that was to set the example for you and me so that we can make sure we're doing those same things. So if you are playing on challenging the status quo, saying I'm wanting to do this, don't do it alone. Ask somebody to do it with you. Ask them to hold you accountable. Find somebody who's already challenged the status quo and say, I want to be like you. Help me do this. And the most important thing I'm going to go back to is that Bible verse in Romans 12 too. Don't be conformed by the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you want to escape autopilot in your life and this, this terrible direction that many of us are going in and to step out of mediocrity that so many of us are stuck in, we have to be willing to challenge the status quo. We have to be willing to disengage autopilot. We have to be willing to follow Jesus in a way we never have before. And I will admit, man, this last year has made that so much harder than it's ever been before. I started off with talking about how I haven't been going to church a lot, right? Like today's Easter when I'm recording this. And it was my first time going to church in a very long time, unfortunately. But it's one of those things that, you know what? I have to challenge that status quo because now my life is, hey, I work these days. I can change that. 
I can adjust things. Yes, it's uncomfortable. I'm going to challenge the status quo that has been set for me, and I'm going to get out there and make, my, make myself get back into church to get around that Christian community on an ongoing basis. And I believe that when you make this decision as well, you'll begin seeing more fruit in your life. You'll begin living a life that you love far more than you did previously. You'll fall more in love with the people in your life, with God, and even with yourself. So I want to make sure that you're doing the same thing. Let's decide together that we're going to disengage this autopilot, and we're going to take control of our lives once again. We're going to serve God with our all. So that is all I have for you today. I know I just shared a ton of information there, but again, we got to make sure that we are focused on getting out of this autopilot in our lives, because when we do that, we're going to be able to really be used by God in a bigger, more meaningful way. So that is all I've got for you today. I hope that you're having a fantastic Easter this in this week, getting into spring here in Florida. I'm so excited about the warmer weather. I hope that wherever you are, it's also getting warmer. But I want to say thank you so much as always for listening. This podcast continues to grow. DailyPS.com continues to grow as well. And if you are interested in having a conversation about this post, you can about this um, about this podcast episode, you can go to the post, which is at DailyPS.com. You can just click on the podcast tab and I will have a conversation with you there. Anyway, love all of you. Thank you so much for being with me. I will be back with you the first Monday of next month. Have a fantastic April.